0: Okay. First of all, right after the shear, Avi was asking a question in the last uh, 10 seconds of the shear. So we were going to uh, go back to it. I need some high tech W340. Uh, uh, or else we're going to have a lot of things in the recording. Uh, so, Avi, uh, you wanted to know why there wasn't a possible Machshilam Lossadlova, just to get our bearings because we're going to focus on two aspects of this tonight. This is the, this is the core gemara to the sugya, to the subset of the sugya. Uh, Rav Huna, in his tzitkus, decided to ensure, Kavachabas, that vegetables should be readily available. And he told the Shamis to collect the last hour anything that wasn't sold and throw it into the river. The gemara says, why don't you give it to the animals? The gemara says, "Kasava, Rav Huna. Adam So, why don't you give it to the Aneem? You can't do that because the Anim will depend on it and then not going to bring money and not be willing to spend it, and inspect it for free. And one time they're going to sell 95% of the produce won't be enough for the Anim. Why did he do the whole operation? Because he wanted to encourage the farmers to bring, and if they're very disappointed in the sales in a particular week, they'll either bring less or not come at all. So, Avi. Asked at the very end, well, why don't we consider the possible mishal that if you buy everything, they're going to bring more. And every time they bring more, you buy the rest and they bring more because they're making good money. <coughs> to which uh, Tzaddik, this is all the uh, after sheer uh, uh, discussion, Tzaddik uh, said that it's not a kasha if the Mitzvahs historically was that they didn't have these l- huge conglomerates of companies that owned all of Iowa bringing 5 million truckloads. They had a farmer. Each farmer grew um, a basket of two of carrots and they brought it in. So we're not really worried they're going to bring 5 tons more. So if anybody has another terrace we'll take it, but the Mencius might be the right terrest, so we'll uh, assume that's the terrace you thought that was pushert. And um, I think you had mentioned, Ellie, that uh, you were once in a certain country and you went to a big store and there was nothing on the shelf. Uh, and that's where they, by the way, claimed to have big conglomerates of companies. That's the Pella. They had big... They knew how to produce for the war effort in World War II. They were able to get the act together, finally. Yeah, right? They, they knew how to produce. Why isn't they reaching the consumer? A good kasha on communism and socialism. Uh, a very good kasha. Because on paper, it should work uh, gavaldic, And everybody should be fed. And there should be plenty on the shelves. So... That's one of the many riyas. Luchaz I once spoke about, uh, talks about this, and he says, uh, we need money, and Allah has depend on, like, pigeon ma'isosheni, and sheesh, sheish tzura, and all sorts of other things. So there's a, putna, <laughs> Terra hashkafa, behind giving incentives, and that's what Rafuna is doing. And, again, apparently are not concerned, they're going to overwhelm the market with their carrots. So, the key to what's going on in the Gemara is still yet to come in Rashi. So look back in Rashi on page one of your main copy. And Rashi de Masla Ein Machilin. First one line is Machilin. And there's a lot of discussion on what sheet this Rashi is. We'll read it and I'll tell you what the possibilities are. Ein Machilin sabahim, bishum Why can't you feed vegetables to animals? Because it's a bizain. What's the Isr Bizehiyan This is not baltashchis yet it might also be baltash it's a separate esser what's the source of that esser mm-hmm. HaShem created food fit for humans and like you're being bite you're kicking you're showing you disregard your disdain for HaShem's bria HaShem made groats we don't know exactly what groats are in city people but HaShem made animal fodder that's not so great for humans there are a lot of foods that intersect both categories we're going to get to that soon and then Hashem made more advanced food that's for humans. Problem is, carrots, I keep mentioning, the raw was for horses, as we spoke about, and then they cooked it, and they made it into soup, and then we figured I'd eat it raw, so now it's for humans. But if we have something that's clearly for humans, I'm mentioning that example, because the Miri and one of the coolers we're going to see is going to say that it's really only if it's processed food, miyuchud, clearly for humans, but if it's something going in either direction, we're not really too bothered by it. It's not a bizillion. You're feeding a raw carrot, to a horse. Ah, we figured out post 1955 that we can eat it raw. And then in 1960 and 1970, 1980, they kept figuring out vegetable, vegetables, cauliflower, and everything that would never be eaten raw by anybody uh, living who was normal for thousands of years. We figured out that with a little salad dressing, everything is just fine. So it's no longer bizarre, the bizarre is a perception. That's what's going on over here. So apparently this, uh, your guess I think last time was lettuce because the animals don't eat lettuce. Like uh, these types of things that the The gemara is clearly like this produce, whatever it was, was only for humans. If it was the gray area with the intersecting circles, there wouldn't be a problem in this gemara. So you have to find the vegetable that they weren't feeding to animals, and it was only for humans, and it was clearly it was only for humans, hence the Bezalians. The Bezalians coming from a perception that it's a zilzil of the food. It has to be re-examined in every situation and every generation at how we uh, make our lists of what's for animals and what's for humans, which certainly drastically has changed. And uh, that's an important point for this, which we're going to get back to. That's the first shot. Merci a second possibility. These two are not necessarily a stira. Rashi puts it as two different underlying reasons. But he doesn't say, Inami is usually a different terrorist, not added. But uh, we'll have to figure that out. Inami mishurum the manam shi yisrael. Now, I have a question which I don't have an answer to, so you're invited to keep thinking uh, before you go to sleep. Rashi sounds like he's saying baltashchus. First reason is bizarre that it's not fit fit for humans, why you give it to animals. The second one is it's a waste of money. For a baltashkes sugya, we know how to say baltashkes. Why did Rashi use? There's another sugya for terachasa amanu It's sort of a baltashkes sugya, and we'll touch upon it, but it's not mentioned in the same. There's baltashkes where there's wanton destruction, and then there's examples of like the Ma'a where. Hashem didn't require certain things because too expensive, that's not batashchis. So I am puzzled why Rashi used this. This Quran is not an example of a terachos, you wouldn't think. Obviously it is, Rashi. what? It's dumping food in the river before you get to the next part of Rashi. Well, the next part of Rashi is going to take care of that. But right now, Rashi is saying terachos, what does that mean? So. means could with to give so you to, animals. to animals. You're throwing in the river instead. So, yeah, so, that's, it's, a, that's about time. Ta- so Rashi's yeah. going to take care of that and say, somebody's going to have didn't go Goyim, maybe, if it gets there. But, but, but just so for the food itself, you don't have to give expensive foods to... Yeah, yeah, but if Bar Tashchis... I'll tell you what the problem is, is that we didn't get to we will get the sources. Uh, there are gamaras that talk about shittas that hold that if you can eat a cheap bread made out of a mix of bran and other things, it was more expensive to produce. Ironic, you know. they made white bread for the wealthy people for a thousand years and then they figured out the, that whole wheat's better, so now we pay more for whole wheat. They put back the stuff, but the more processed it is, the more expensive it is. So the gamara makes a comment that if you can eat cheaper bread and you're eating more expensive bread, that's baltashchis already, is in degree. And then the Gemara says, well, if it's healthier, it's not baltashchis, aduf." we saw part of that Gemara already. So that means there is baltashchis, and when you're spending more, you can spend less. There is a baltashchis. Why call that the Torah's chas amalim That's a different expression. I'm just puzzled why Rashi for we were examining the Brahms of That That's an important nukuda which I didn't yet see anybody comment on. Yeah. So, if so pet food, 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 is cheaper, food is cheaper, if it's cheaper... No, according to the first, first shot in Rashi, it's a problem because you're giving human food to animals and it's miyuchud for human if it's yeah. if unless it's uh, something so, in the middle. If it's pet food and, you're not, and you could eat pet food because it's not poisonous, yeah, that's obviously miyuchud for animals, that wouldn't be a problem according to the first shot. That's not a problem with that either, assuming pet food is supposed to be cheaper than hamburgers. Mm, that's a good question, Stan. Why are dog owners buying meat, do you mean? I assume they think it's healthier. So you say, why does the dog have to be so healthy? It's a cash on the whole thing, but once you're a pet owner, you want to take care of your pet. What? I, I don't know if that sounds like you don't own a dog. It's fine. Some of my best friends don't own dogs. It's, it's, it's fine. But I, I, I'm trying to think like, I don't own one. Uh, that's obvious. But somebody does. They're trying to take good care of them. So I assume it's healthy and I assume they write on all the cans, give this with eight fortified with 17 vitamins and it's very healthy and for longevity of your dog. It'll be with you and your children, your grandchildren. I'm sure there's a whole advertising thing to keep the dog alive. But you might say the whole thing about tashkas Well, that's, one of the kashas, not the biggest kashas, somebody I mean, else, a dog, aren't they wasting a lot of money on pet food, it's not baltashas. So that's the easiest one to answer, is that have a hobby. It's baltashas to play golf? You know, golf gets expensive, you gotta buy clubs, and you gotta go in the go-kart, and you gotta pay for things, it's a hobby. I, it's, it's not, this is what I, it's my fun. So it's baltashas, everything's baltashas, maybe, maybe it is, but the island is people, they want to go skiing, which is, as sports go, one of the more sneeze digger sports, if you don't have people who need to get up out of the snow, so then, um, not baltashkis, even though it's pretty expensive to get on a plane and fly somewhere, or drive somewhere and rent this, you know. <laughs> so you can't ask Akasha why uh, why buying a dog costs $4,000 a year to feed them. Okay, that's his hobby. That's not the, uh, it's hard to call that Baltashkas. So again, so actually there's two reasons. One is it's a Is it's not, it's human food, not dog food. Yeah, the Gemara. This Gemara does not. It only says a claw, kasav ravuna. Yeah, it sounds like it's a different claw, which is Rashi's first shot. Uh, what I'm pointing out is, I'm not even sure that Rashi's second shot is straight baltashris because otherwise he would say so. He doesn't have to start quoting a third Gemara which has to do with baltashris, but not directly. So uh, yes, yeah, so you bring it right. The reason he does that, the Gemara doesn't talk about baltashris. Then the biggest uh, pillar here is that uh, Rashi now tries to answer what we're all wondering about the whole Gemara, and that is, how bad can it be about Tashchus we know from the beginning of the starts off often is, is the rice of cutting down trees and maybe wasting the food from the trees, and maybe the rice on all food, maybe the rice on all things, Machalik as we saw. That's very serious. Now we have a Hashkafo, sort of, that is near Kebayit. I'm not being, it's a, it's a big thing, but it's Hashkafo. There's no Makar for it in Chomish, so if you had to pit one against the other, you have the danger of looking like your bait versus dumping something in the river. It should be a no-brainer. It shouldn't be much of a contest. So why is it better to throw in the river? It sounds like Rashi's bothered about that, but now Rashi says, that I heard the shot is, they threw in the river, and chances are a lot of it made it downstream, and humans, he says, not necessarily hidden, that's fine. Therefore it's not straight wanton destruction, and therefore, now we're back to okay. What's better? Throw it down there. We're going to lose some produce in the way, despite some floating lettuce. Uh, we're gonna. I'm not convinced still all the lettuce is going to get there. You haven't tested it in your bathtub, have you? You don't want to bring it in the bathroom. Uh, nobody here has reported back to me how how long that lettuce floats. I'm not sure all of it's making it. And by the way, either is the benishchay. I, I will mention the Chai says they obviously put the produce in baskets before they sent it downstream, because otherwise it wouldn't make it answering this kasha. He was bothered by it. So, I don't know if you have to get one like with Moshe Rabbeinu with the tar on the outside. Of the email, but you, <laughs> you know, you gotta get, but he was bothered by this kasha. He was all like, well, you're gonna lose most of it. So that means not just lettuce, carrots, okay, but even yepshot, you saw a lot of it's gonna get there. So it's not huge destruction and now it's almost an uneven playing field. This, between the B'zayin of the Eichlin of giving to the animals, and the possible small batashchits we'd rather throw it in the river. Of course, this also assumes, a lot of chidushim in this Rashi, this also assumes that throwing something in the river is not a bizzoy and Without this gemara and this Rashi, I would have said, your bayit with the brach of of showing your disregard for Hashem's brach in the world, by feeding it to a cow, that's bad. Okay, it's bad. And tossing it in the river? I would think it's as bad or worse. Rashi thinks not so. For the break, um, but I don't remember the last part of it, we mentioned that it's, it's somehow not a reason, not a problem for the people down the stream that they're going to... Yeah, not a problem is there's no guarantee they're going to get it. So they're not going to rely on it. Because I do think, with all respect to the lettuce, not all of it's going to get there. And even the Benny basket, some of it's going to overturn because there are rapids and uh, but a lot of people get it. So a lot of people who are just saving money will stay out but they're not going to depend on it. The idea will depend on it if they, every, day, every time they come they're handing out food. At the shock, That's the difference. So what I'm raising here a number of issues which are important for the sugi over here, but Rashi is assuming that this will answer the Kasha that's not straight Baltashas, which would have been worse than this bizayan and he's also assuming throwing the water is not bizayan Now you were a making a face when I said that. You think it's less of a bizayan or more bizayan Used, they drank from rivers. It, it was a normal thing. To, to, the river is a normal thing. First of all, I would never drink from a river. That's well, uh, I know, spoiled, but okay. The, we're spoiled Americans. But, but by saying, but they, they threw it in the river, it's going to be lost. That's not a bazillion? So, Shetosla, so you think it's not getting lost, it's floating away. It's Tossing something? It's, it's not saying Kasha because B'zayin is what it looks like you're showing disregard for Hashem's bracha you're mistreating Hashem's bracha guys on a bridge tossing tomatoes when they thought now nah, well, it's good to eat tossing tomatoes and cucumbers off a bridge that's not B'zayin I mean, that something- uh, but that's not the normal way again the food chain supply to people downstream is tossing, tossing it in the river, that wasn't normal operating procedure, he only did this shoppers. Why is that a Brazilian? At the end, Rashi holds is not. Obviously, that's his whole shot, but I, that's, that's a chitish to me. Could be the Ben-ish-chai is taking care of, of the basket. It's not because it's going to waste. Yes. To... With the Benish High we're OK. With the Benish High we're OK. But not if says Benish shot, then the punch shot might be that they're putting it downstream. So you're saying the water wasn't looked at as dirty like we look at the water, like we wouldn't. True, but tossing something in the ocean, like the classic case in Gamal, you want to get rid of a Putachamur, a Maisha Shani coin, like toss it in the ocean. Like, that. Like total, just get rid of it. Gone. Okay, that's in a saltwater ocean where it's going to fall to the bottom and it's not going to be seen anymore. But I don't know, I would think if you see somebody throwing food off of a bridge into water, that we, we would say that's very disrespectful of food. So apparently in those days it wasn't, and feeding it to animals is more disrespectful, even though most of us are going to try to be answering it for answering how the dairy dairies they fed all the food they had to the backyard animals. But isn't, but, isn't feeding an, why is feeding an animal uh, a, a, a because it's not the, you, you, to feed a hamburger, you're making a barbecue this, this coming Monday. No, no, you're going to feed a hamburger to your dog. You can get away with a $2 can. Right, but you, you already have it. So if you give, it, so you're to wasting you give it. it to the cow now, you don't need to give the cow something else. Yes, but you could have given the cow something cheaper. That's what he's raising. That's that's Batashas. I just not, like I don't know a, why Rashi uses tarah Chasa. We're not going to do anything with this. Meaning he's throwing this away. Well, no. He's, that's, that might be circular reasoning. He's throwing it away because he thinks it's lesser of the two evils. Why so I'm saying so if pitted against baltashchis, baltashchis should be far worse. So rashi's coming to answer, it's not pure baltashchis. Most of the people downstream will get something out of it. The other possibility is, like you're suggesting, if it's a mitzvah not to show B'zayin Eichlin, then it's not about tashkas to throw it out because I'm doing a mitzvah. The Yaivitz says something like that, and we'll get to that. That's the other possibility. But for once more gemara, this is the whole gemara on this B'zayin Eichlin aspect, is other aspects of B'zayin Eichlin, feeding to an animal and this type of thing, this is the only one gemara that says a Beferish. Uh, so let's see the Rashi side again. Inami, Mishad L'Chassetel, Manusha Yisrael. Sounds like most of the time, they would retrieve it. And that's who he's trying to answer. Now, it's very ironic because this happens to be in uh, nowadays, unfortunately, like nowadays, like in the last four months. You take a look, just copy this, it's in your, uh, if you're on the Zoom with us, this is 32, I suppose. Uh, so, we just put in a new copy. You can look in your computer and print it out as we're getting it. Uh, there's uh, copies over here, if you just came in. I want to show you a very interesting, short comment in the Milchas Everybody have it? There's, there's a double-sided copy here. We're still going to be on this main copy for a while, but I want to show you because this is not getting to this Rashi. So, if uh, anybody remembers the Great Depression... Anybody here remember that? I don't think so. Uh, I don't want to date yourself. So, this is important for economic theory, and there's going to be a debate among the economists exactly how and when to do this. But in produce, particularly in food, in most countries, all countries, some countries do it better than others, there's price control. There's price control, and there's a lot of propping up the prices. Price control, we usually think of keeping down the price, but it doesn't mean that. It means in both directions. And if necessary, for staple items, we'll do price control and things where we can't have a get out of hand because people need food, and you need a food supply chain that's somewhat consistent within a certain range. Otherwise, there's going to be food shortages, and the flip side is There'll be depressed prices of food if we're too long on the food. There's a surplus, and the farmers won't have an incentive, like this gamara, to go to another season because that was really bad. We spent the whole season backbreaking work in the hot sun, which they're still doing even though they have machinery. And they got pennies, and it's not worth it. We're moving to the city, which is not something any country wants. Every country needs cities and needs a breadbasket. So, Baruch Hashem, America is very large. We have room for both. But we need to keep that incentive. So, as we, between Corona and the Great Depression, I'll get back to those two points in a moment, for decades and decades, they had price control. And they they do, and they have it on milk, and they have it on corn and soybeans and all these things. And... There's always a machlekis, obviously, between the farmers and the government, because the farmers want to make more, and they say I'm not making enough money, and the government wants to keep it down and affordable, and there's always give and take. And uh, that's why we have economists who try to crunch the numbers and figure out how to come out with the best pshara. During the Great Depression, it's not the only time this happened, this was the most famous or infamous, I'm not saying they did anything wrong, but they had a big problem because the Depression came pretty quickly and ruthlessly, we discussed some of the hideous things that were going on on the inside of trading in the Shabbos year, what triggered the Great Depression, and all the ridiculous buying that the Hamanam was doing, not knowing a thing of what's going on with The cartel was controlled by like five people. Um, J.P. Morgan, and you know, uh, Kennedy, and you know, the Chevra and the White House were friendly with them. And uh, you couldn't, if, you would, if the story wouldn't have happened, you wouldn't believe it. But uh, I spoke a little bit about that on Shabbos on the uh, morality elector of that. Mesa, well, it triggered a Great Depression, which triggered a worldwide depression. And the first thing they try to do, FDR, who uh, wasn't a very nice guy for other reasons, but we'll just talk about him. Uh, he was just trying to, he was president, and he was trying to figure out how to save the country. And putting through programs, which we take for granted now, people complaining corona wasn't rolled out, quick enough in terms of printing trillions of dollars, they actually went at lightning speed, whether that's good or bad, it's a different story. Lightning speed compared to what they did in the Depression, because they never had this before. The first time they did it, they weren't used to printing money, and the whole thing was new. So there was nothing to study. Now the economists have it down. They're supposed to be learning this in school so when you have somebody same thing happened in 08 and the head of the Fed traditionally is a Yid there's some minig like that here in America and he happened to have, uh, it's providential he happened to have done his thesis on the Great Depression and in 08 it was sorely needed that was Mahometh Yad Hashem uh, and he was as close to from uh, is that a kosher kitchen then? I get you, when he was in charge the one now is Jewish also um, if somebody visits Washington uh, he needs a little curve um, but, uh, but he's a Yid because that's the, the Minig whether that's good for the Jews or not, it's a different story. But they learned this stuff, and they know how to handle it, and they're trying to do the best they can, we hope. In in 29, this is uncharted territory. So the first thing they recognized was that all the prices were depressed, and livestock, corn, wheat, basic stuff, were like very depressed. As the market was, everything dropped in value. So, without giving a whole share in the economics, but this is important for this Truvo and important for this uh, rashi, uh, what they did then was, um, they were Matsava, they enacted laws that the farmers have to start dumping, burning, leaving, slaughtering livestock, slaughtering uh, davrachers, slaughtering all sorts of, um, wholesale, th- tens of thousands of uh, livestock, just killing everything, wasting everything because I wanted to prop the prices up. So now if you're not into the uh, economics of it, this is complicated stuff, like why would, it sounds counterintuitive, why would they, the prices are depressed, so you tell the guy, destroy it, so you make no money, instead of making 20 cents on no the dollar, what for? The government so, was compensating. The it. government was compensating them, but why is the government, This, but we're used to this now, today we just have a <laughs> uh, general band-aid for all these problems, just keep printing money. The the Yid who's running this claims that we can sustain it, and we hope he's right. Um, so far, the markets think he's right, because <laughs> so it keeps going up. And Let's hope he's right. We'll keep davening that, uh, that they know how to do it. But it's like, kind of like, in 1929, you tell them there's going to time, they're going to just print trillions of dollars worth of checks. That's pretty wild. It's just, you know, you've got to pinch yourself and hope that somebody knows what they're doing, because it's surreal. But yes, the government paid them for it, and what they were doing is they were trying to prop it up. But why are they trying to prop up the prices? Why is that necessary? People who lost their jobs, which is half of America, had no problem paying 60 cents less for their carrots. What was the problem? Problem is, it's bad for the economy, and then there'll be, if it stays down, once it goes down, it's hard to get it up, and the farmers won't want to work, and then they won't want to bring the produce, they want to farm it next year. This, we're hoping for a better tomorrow, so we've got to keep it, rather than having everything fall apart and having to bring it up. They wanted to prop it up, so there's an incentive to bring the stuff to market, which is this gemara. So they looked in the gemara, they realized the economic theory, they saw what Raffuna was doing, and they put it into practice. Uh, fast forward uh, to the last three months here on, on this earth, not just in America, they had the same exact problem, actually, not to the same degree, but because everything stopped and nobody was there to harvest the stuff and produce the stuff and truck the stuff and everything, you see uh, stories and pictures of mounds and mounds of millions of carrots and potatoes and just sitting there. I don't know if in this stage, are they all getting paid for it? They just told them to uh, just sit sat there. I don't even know if they got paid for it this time, though. That's the the government's trying to do something. But uh, they have to step in at a certain time. Otherwise, uh, they're not going to have the incentive. So the question this shuva deals with is the halachic uh, permissibility or lack thereof of doing that. Can you tell somebody, destroy thousands of tons of food? So of course it's a very short truth because the Rai is going to bring us from our Gemara and our Rashi that it should be mutter. and we're not going to have time to go into we're going to we're going to see it inside tomorrow night. In Sham. Um let's just see the shayla, and he's going to make a chile between the two cases uh, look at the bottom of page one in Ezvav sounds like he's talking about it. stroll. Uh, this is not, the way the question, if you didn't know what's going on with the economics, it sounds like they do this all the time. They do price control all the time. They're not often asking farmers to burn it. In America, that's a last resort to leave it. They'll, they'll use it, they'll, they guarantee the prices by guaranteeing to buy it up. Then they'll give it for milk programs, they'll give it for foreign aid. America has a lot to do with it. Burning it, if the answer to this is that it's ever it's only a last resort. The Liz be a dying to do baltashchis. Is that Mutter because you're worried if you don't do it now, something's going to be a problem later? Or are you allowed to do it this or now because there might be a bigger issue later? So that's the Shailo over here. Uh, he was asked, the government It seems to be doing it. I don't know why this sounds like they're doing it. You could say there, but maybe in Israel it's a smaller economy. Maybe they have to do it more often. And their farmers are going to get hurt if they don't keep the prices up. He's only examining it from the Baal point of view. Uh, it's a bizarre Eichlin if you burn Eichlin also. And there it's not going downstream, no one's going to have any on they're burning it it's a last resort, if you can give it to poor people and give it to programs, that's certainly better to do and the problem is, Rashi already told us don't worry, it's going downstream and we're going to have it all, so it's not pure about this Shaila is, you're burning it or you're leaving it on the side of the road, nobody's taking it so this is worse and to justify by saying that in general we're trying to keep the economy going or it's an emergency situation, we're worried next year it's going to be more unhinged That's not as posh it and Mitz Hashem will pick that up tomorrow.